poolside combo about your summer last, last night. night. Ooh, yeah. About your summer last night. I give you no play. Mm. Could I make it shy last night? Could I make it shy on the last night? Last night. Could we make it in? Do we have time? I'll be the boyfriend in your wet dreams tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you would do me a favor, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything will help. But here's here's where we'll start. You know, they say you never know someone's true character or true nature until they reveal it. And then there's also a saying that goes, when someone shows you their true self, believe them. So it's been a, it's been a week for John Gruden, man. In fact, let me not do that. Let me not give him, let me not downplay what's going on here. Because I, I think that's what a lot, I've seen, that's what a lot of people are doing. They're downplaying what has gone on. So, from I think 2010 to I think as as close as 2018, John Gruden. So let's let's back up. Actually, the league did an is doing an investigation against the Washington Football Team. I think one of the assistants was doing something reckless, and I know FBI pretty much raided the 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 stadium or raided the the practice facility or something like that. And they've been, the FBI has been um, pretty much looking into the Washington football team's internal affairs. Dan Snyder, they've been looking at Dan Snyder for a minute, probably since that cheerleading incident, which, by the way, I don't think gets enough coverage as to what really happened with those cheerleaders and the, the I guess, the sex scandal or whatever you want to call it. But. While invest while the Washington football team was being investigated, emails were dropped and emails were revealed from John Gruden. John Gruden had some racial emails, was talking about former players or talking about a former player uh, and 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 a former African American player, and pretty much talking about his physical features in in you know reference to tires. Uh, for people that don't know, especially back in the day, African Americans were talked about, were labeled, um, and one of the things that they were talked about was their lips. Historically, you know, a lot of people talked about African Americans' lips being bigger, kind of, kind of talking about, you know, or comparing them to monkey's lips, comparing them to tires lips or tires because they're they're voluptuous, you could say. And John Gruden did that about a former player. Now you thought that that's what we thought it was. Now yes, that was racial and I I understand. I, I understand uh people that kind of were rushing to his defense and we'll talk about that in a second but you know it 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 got worse new york times article comes out 
there was multiple upon multiple uh emails when he was saying racial things he was saying homophobic things he was talking about roger goodell he was talking about women in a in a derogatory way So, what came of all this is John Gruden then resigned. He resigned, I think, uh, Monday night. Right before Monday Night Football, actually, he he resigned. The thing that gets me, and the thing that I've never really understood, I... Let me not say I don't understand. I understand. I just don't know why it happens so frequently is the people that rush to people's defense when stuff like this happens. Like, oh, man, he was never like that. Or he didn't have a racist bone in his body. Or uh, this is not him. Yo, this e- these emails were sent tight by him sent to other people this was the this was his true character and it's funny man this has this what's funny about this is the apology that we get that we got from john gruden uh, i'm not going to be answering questions now people know i don't have a racist bone in my body uh, I didn't mean to offend anybody. I love everybody. I don't want to be a distraction. A lot of people try to separate the the personal life from the coach or personal life from the player. But when you do stuff like this, it's it's damn near impossible to do that. How How do you expect to be? I mean, think about the Raiders right now. The Raiders, majority African-American, and they also have a, a, a gay player. How do you think a gay player would feel when their coach is spewing homophobic rhetoric and emails and, and, and racial rhetoric and emails? Now, a lot of people say, well, Jay, this, was, this happened almost 11 years ago. This happened in 2010 or 2011. Uh, people, people can change, you know, people should change. You should give them the benefit of the doubt. First and foremost, I don't need to give benefit of the doubt because it happened. He admitted it happened. It had his name, John Gruden at ESPN.com. Like it, it was him. So I don't need to give him the benefit of the doubt. And yes, people can change, but you got to realize this was over a long period. I think over eight or seven to eight years of full of emails that was just, wild man and i think i think the 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 part that the part that's kind of confusing to me is people have said have warned people about john gruden his former i don't think there's one former player that like speaks glowingly of of john gruden people killed Keyshawn johnson back in the day for talking how he talked about john gruden pretty much saying he's not a good guy his interaction with players is not right people killed Keyshawn Johnson for that I don't again I don't know one player that speaks glowingly of a lot of you know they say the same thing they say he's a football guy cool he's a football guy 
But there's a difference between being a football guy and being a personable person. I'm a basketball guy. People that know me, I love basketball. I talk about basketball a lot. I watch basketball, excuse me, whether it's the NBA, the WNBA, college basketball. I watch basketball a lot. I'm a basketball guy. I play basketball damn near every night. I'm a basketball guy. But that doesn't mean that that, me being a basketball guy, me being a basketball purist or a diehard basketball fan does not take away from my personality. You have to know how to respect people. That that is something that I think people that spew race racial uh uh racial rhetoric, racial comments, I think that they lose sight of the fact that you have to respect people. I look, cool. If that's how you feel about people, cool. I'm not here to tell anybody how to feel about somebody. I'm not here to tell anybody how to view something. I'm not here to say that. But what I am here to say is you have to be able to respect people. Because if you don't respect people, then what are you really doing? And and, and for people that say you have to set, I mean, one, this happened before he was a head coach. Who cares? Who cares? Look. One thing that I re- I do realize, and one thing that I think people realize a lot, is that championships forgive a lot of things, or championships kind of winning skews a lot of things. People think John Gruden is just a miraculous, like a a a great head coach in in NFL history, even though the one championship, or yeah, the one championship he won, he inherited a team that Tony Dungy built in the uh, Bucks. Now, I will say that he did, you know, the tuck roll year. I think that was 2001, I believe. That was, you know, or three. One of them years. I think it was 2001-2003. That was a good coaching year with Charles Wilson and the Raiders. But John Gruden ain't that great of a coach. Like, you you look at the Raiders now. And even though the Raiders do have a, a, a decent record, do you think that they're winning a championship? And that's not even let me let me let me stop. Let me let me not let me not diverge. Let me not divulge this conversation. Let me let me bring it back to the what's most important is that he offended multiple people. Like he had he just unloaded the clip on a lot of different like a lot of different groups. And people are still coming to his defense, man. Talking about, you know, it was back in the day. Uh he's a changed person. Every time I've talked to him, which is, that's the line that, oh, man. Every time I talk to him or every interaction I've had, he's never once shown any type of racism or he's never, he's never, um, he's never shown that he has this in him. Bro, he sent in an email, multiple emails. This is who he is. So the question now is, is this redeemable? Uh, will he be able to work again? Is this a quote-unquote death sentence? And I say no. I say no because of the history that we've seen. There's been multiple times where there's been somebody that's done something wild, 
But because they might have the right skin complexion, because they might have the right connections, in fact, mostly because they have the right skin complexion, mostly because they have the right connections, they get hired again. Do I think he's going to coach again? Probably not. But will he, could he, could I see him, you know, getting picked back up on an, on an, a new a station, like an, a sports network? Probably. Because, boy, oh, boy, they're not – white people are not going to let they, they greats fall too far. And trust me, John Gruden ain't a great, but the way that people look at him, he's a great. Because he had a really cool – I mean, he won the championship with the Bucks, and he had a really cool show on ESPN. Boy, oh, boy. And you know a lot of the, – the, the people that aren't getting talked about enough – what else did they find in the in the Dan Snyder? Uh, Mina Mina Kine said it said a uh, said it beautifully. They need to. What what else did they find in the investigation? Because they've been they've been investigating Dan Snyder and the Washington Football Team for a minute. Do I think John Gruden deserved to be fired? Yes. Because I know if I was a player, I'd feel some type of way playing against some, or playing for somebody that has the, has the views that he spewed. Now I'm not going to I'm not going to reiterate I'm not going to say what he wrote cuz it was it was just inflammatory, but he was he was wilding. And of course they get in front of it by he's resigning. Which that's that's what they do. I'm going to resign because Resigning looks better than fired. So that when you go to your next job and say, no, I resigned instead of, no, I got fired. It looks a little better. It looks a lot better. You know, again, the people that say that we need to separate the man from the coach. Separate the comments from the man. I always say that's impossible because the same person that is coaching is the man. And the same man made these comments. You know, a lot's being said about the, the Dave Chappelle special. And I see a lot of people comparing what Dave Chappelle said. Uh, and I think that there's a lot of credence in that. Which is unfortunate. Not unfortunate that Dave Chappelle said it. Unfortunate that there is a lot of credence in what he's saying. And that in the start, at the start, at the top of the week, uh, the story was he said some something racial. He said something racial about a former player about the you know I think lips is like Michigan tire Michelin tires. Uh, It was racist, very racist. But I didn't hear too many people talking about him resigning or he should lose his job. You know, people on social media were saying it, but you didn't really hear too many, you know, media media execs, media outlets. You didn't hear too many of people say he should lose his job. Not I mean, it was wrong. Of course you heard, you know, the team, you know, they should I heard people <laughs> Say, you know, the team 
he was wrong. He's forgiven, even though he didn't really apologize. He said, I don't need to say it. Uh, I was wrong. I don't really need to answer the questions. I was wrong. I don't remember what I did 10, 10 years ago. Like, I didn't mean to offend anybody, which is not an apology. I didn't mean to offend anybody is I'm not sorry or I'm sorry for offending somebody. Those are two different things, by the way. But you didn't hear too many people say he should lose his job or he should resign because of the racial rhetoric that he said. But once you throw in the homophobia, disrespecting women, oh, yeah, he got to go. He got to go. I just find that funny. I find that ironic, and I find it funny. <laughs> Talk about comedic timing. But as we sit here today, John Gruden is out of a well. John Gruden's out of a job. The emails are still circulating, and uh, you know, I don't think this. I'm sure this is not the last to be seen of John Gruden, because like I said before, uh, people, people. Why people don't like to see they, they they greats fall too far before they try to pick them up. That's all I'm going to say about that. Let's move forward. Another big storyline has been Kyrie. Now, I'm getting tired of talking about this, but uh, it needs to be talked about. So, Kyrie is against getting the vaccine. I have no problem with anybody being against getting the vaccine Um, as far as I think you should get it because I think that, you know, it's 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 there's been seven hundred thousand plus people that have died from this virus. That is the coronavirus Uh, and a one way to help stop the spread or stop, you know, try to kill the virus. Uh, is getting the vaccine. No, the vaccine doesn't completely kill the virus, but more people get the vaccine. I'm sure that it'll it'll be a lot better for us. Um, but again, and I've said this time and time and time and time again, everyone has a choice. I can't tell you what to do with your body. You know, I can't tell you what to put in your body. I can't tell you what what's best for you and your body. I just have my opinion. Everyone has theirs. And Kyrie... Has decided not to get the vaccine. Now, was this going to change? I don't know. But at at this very moment, he's not getting the vaccine. Uh, And that is causing problems. That's causing problems in his workplace, which is basketball, which is the Brooklyn Nets. He is unable to play in home games. That's just how it is. Uh, The Nets, uh, I guess if you're an essential worker or some type of worker in, in Brooklyn, you have to be vaccinated. You can't work in a public place, and I believe that the Barclays Center is a public place, and not be vaccinated. He's not vaccinated. I mean, she can't play in games, or at least home games, meaning that at best he would be in a way like he can play in away games. The problem is, as you're seeing, more teams are starting to do or start, or more places are starting to be like that, like the San Francisco and Golden State Warriors. You can't play in Golden State. I think Chicago is trying to do the same thing. I know Washington is trying to do the same thing. So his his availability will be very sporadic if he does not get this vaccine. And 
Sean Marks came out, I think yesterday or two days ago, and said that Kyrie Irving will not be able to play or not be able to practice with the team, not be able to play until he is able to be a full participant. Meaning, pretty much saying he cannot come back if he does not get the vaccine. Because the only way that he could be a full participant is two things. A, he gets the vaccine. Or B, Brooklyn and the the United States changes their rules for Kyrie, which I very much doubt. Again, I'm not here to, to, to tell people what to do with your body. I'm not, that's, that's not, I, I have no right to do that, you know? Same thing with the abortion law. I, I don't see how we have, I don't see how people feel that they have the right to tell somebody else, especially a woman, what to do with their body. You wouldn't expect me to come and tell you what to do with your finances. You wouldn't expect me to come and tell you what to do with your family. Yet, I'm supposed to be able, or you're supposed to be able to tell me, or no, we're supposed to tell women what to do with their bodies. That's neither here nor that's Let's bring it back to Kyrie. You know, this, this, how do I hmm. players can be headaches that's you know players all have all different personalities all different needs that can be it players can be headaches there I mean I'm sure Tom Brady was a headache that's Tom Brady he's the greatest of all time players can be headaches Terrell Owens, Randy Moss. Um, I'm sure LeBron James at times can be headaches. But they're unified. I mean, they're collectively greats in their sport. What I'm saying is this. There are certain headaches that will be tolerated and won't be tolerated. And let's just call a spade a spade. I'm sure if Kyrie wasn't as great as Kyrie was or is, we wouldn't be talking about this. This would not be a story. Hell, we talked about Andrew Wiggins for a day. Now, yes, Andrew Wiggins, to his credit, did get the vaccine because, you know, he was looking to miss out on fifty or, or uh, $15 million. And, of course, that is... He didn't make... He has not made as, as much money as Kyrie, so that you know, that would definitely hurt his pockets and hurt his family. So he acquiesced and got the vaccine. Good for him. But I promise you, if Kyrie was not as good as Kyrie was, we wouldn't be talking about this as much as we talking about this. Also, if Kyrie wasn't a as 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 much of a central point as he is to the Brooklyn Nets winning a championship, we definitely wouldn't be talking about this. There are multiple people in this league. All right, that in this league, there's multiple people in the NBA that have not vaccinated. That Bradley Bill's not vaccinated, but you really, you know, why we don't talk about him that much? Because the Washington Wizards, in a lot of people's eyes, have no chance of winning a championship. 
Yes, Bradley Bill is one of the best players in the league, but the Washington basket Washington foot Washington Wizards have no shot in winning championship. The question is, what do you what do you do with Kyrie if you're Brooklyn? Reports have already come out that if you trade him, uh he's threatening to retire. And I think that's, you know, that's that's one aspect, one way to look at it, of course. Of course, the other aspect is Kevin Durant, I believe, from report, I don't know if it's true or not, but from reports, shot down the trade uh, Ben Simmons for, or Kyrie for Ben Simmons, which I believe Philly was 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 kind of looking into doing that. So you have that aspect. I say this, man. Kyrie's... Kyrie can have his intentions. Kyrie can do exactly what he wants to do. He's his own person. Kyrie can, you know, his 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 needs and his wants can, are definitely different than somebody else's needs and wants, and that's perfectly fine. But you can t- you this it is clear that Kyrie Irving's main focus is not winning a championship. You can you can you can tell that because. I mean, if if they're telling you either get the vaccine or you're not going to one, you're going to miss out on 15 million dollars. And two, you're not going to be able to play in half the games. And one thing that people uh, overlook a lot is chemistry. Chemistry is everything in the league. That's why that's why if you look at some of the team like. Look at look at Phoenix. Phoenix wasn't the most talented team last year. But they had incredible chemistry with Brandon, with Devin Booker, with with Chris Paul, with Bridges, with Cameron Payne, with DeAndre Aiden. They weren't the great, they weren't the best team, but they had crazy chemistry. Milwaukee Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks. They they the one of the reasons why they were the best team is because they had Giannis, but they also had chemistry. Everyone knew their role. Drew Holiday, uh, P.J. Tucker, Brooke Lopez. Bobby Portis. They had uh Robert Covington. People forget they lost uh they lost Dante DiVincenzo, which was a big loss for them. But because everyone knew their role, they knew exactly what they were doing. Chemistry. Chemistry is so important, especially in the game of basketball. Mistakes it's it's kind of, it's the difference between basketball and football is things happen in a split second for basketball. Split second. And you, the the best thing that you can do, and the best thing that you can have, is chemistry. As far as you know exactly what your t- play, teammates are doing. Why am I talking about chemistry and then talking about this Kyrie Irving thing? Because there's no way, no way, that you can build chemistry with a player one that can't practice with the team, and two only can play away games, some away games. So people are saying, well, he's only he's going to be there for 41 games. So that's enough to build chemistry. No, it's not because he will not be there for 41 games because he can't play in some away arenas. Not to mention, Lord forbid, what happens if he gets hurt in one of those 41 games? Like. So the question is, again, what should Brooklyn do about this Kyrie situation? 
first and foremost, this is it's a personal decision. You know what I mean? It's a personal decision. So I'm not here saying you're making the wrong decision. You're making the right decision. What I'm saying is you are making a decision. And that's what a lot of people, I guess you can kind of say forget, is you make a decision. That means you're living with the consequence. Every decision comes with a consequence, whether it's a good consequence or a bad consequence. Every decision has a consequence. And your the, the the decision that he made, at least right now, is I'm not getting vaccinated. So the consequence is he may not be able to play. So what do I do if I'm Brooklyn? Brooklyn, ha- Brooklyn has two of the, th- if Kyrie plays, has three of the best, three of the top, I'll say five or six, best scores in the league. That's Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. And it and I mean hell. If I was Brooklyn, I'd trade him. Now I know it'd probably be hard finding a trade partner, seeing as the the you know, talking about Kyrie will retire, but if I'm Brooklyn, that's not my problem. If I trade you, I don't care what you do after that. Like that's the other team's problem. Now, another team can look at this and call bluff, like Kyrie's not about to retire, he's still young, this and a third. Even though we do know Kyrie's a different type of person, so I don't, I don't know. I don't. I would try to trade him. I would. I told you before. I would have traded him once James Harden came, not because he's a good player, but because Brooklyn has problems. Like I don't think it's hard for me to see Brooklyn winning a championship, even though you have James Harden, even though you have Kevin Durant, even though when if fully vaccinated, fully healthy, you have Kyrie Irving. It's hard for me to see them win a championship with Blake Griffin as their starting center. No disrespect to Blake Griffin, but he's not a center. Or when if Mark Lamarcus Aldridge is your starting center, and Lamarcus Aldridge quit basketball last year because of a of heart problems. No offense to Lamarcus Aldridge, that's just what happened. So it's hard for me to see these players as your starting center and be a championship team, especially when. Even if you look, Brooke Lopez, at least at this point, is a better starting center than LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin. Blake, Brooke Lopez, no, DeAndre Aiden is a better starting center right now than Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. And, and don't get me started with Anthony Davis and all them, or Lacoli Jokic. So it's hard for me to, 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 I'm saying all that to say, if I were, Brooklyn I would trade him and get pieces that we need maybe a defender because I don't really have any in fact I don't think they have a defender on the on the on except Claxton I would get a defender or or a big man that's an actual big man if they can but again Kyrie has made his decision I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying he made his decision, meaning that he is he is, I guess, accepting whatever comes his you know whatever consequences come from that. So there's that man, and I guess we we'll have to see him moving forward because I know we won't be seeing him on the court for a while. So we'll see. Let's move forward. So week five of the NFL. Let's let's go over the NFL. Week five of the NFL was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy, man. If I'm a kicker in this league, 
I would definitely feel some type of way. I would feel some type of way myself because, man, if you look at the ending to the Green Bay Packers game, if you look at the ending to the Ravens game, if you look at the ending to <laughs> the Char, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. But let's start. Let's start because now we're gonna do the Week Five breakdown of you know all the all the teams, uh, all the games. Let's start with they've had some big games. Whether it uh, whether it was the Ravens, whether it was the the Bills, there was some big games. Let's start with the Ravens, Ravens and Colts. So the Ravens beat the Colts thirty-one to twenty-five. Uh, they had to score twenty-two unanswered points. They were down big, like down big, big in this game. And week after week, in fact. This this entire season, I think Lamar Jackson is starting to dispel a lot of narratives about him. Now, I will say that a lot of those, some of those narratives were true. Don't get me wrong. Some of those narratives were true, but he started, you know what it is? The, one of the biggest narratives was Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball. He's only a running quarterback. He can't really throw the ball. And uh, because he doesn't throw it like a a Brett Favre, because he doesn't throw it like a a, a Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, people think he can't throw the ball. Even though there has been evidence to show that he can't throw the ball in quite, quite well, the problem with Lamar has been his consistency in throwing the ball. He's, he has not been that consistent as far as his ability to accurately throw the ball. <laughs> Yet, as we're seeing, on Monday night, Lamar Jackson, I think, threw for 442 yards, which, one, is a franchise record, a Baltimore franchise record, two, is the most he's ever thrown in his career. So it was career high. Three, he threw 442 yards in with a 86% completion percentage, I believe, which is an NFL record. And I think out of all his throws, only one was outside the pocket. The beauty about Lamar and the beauty about the league is when you look at some of the great quarterbacks, they all look different. And that's and that's that's okay. I again, it goes back to what I said maybe a couple shows ago. People like comps. People like to compare one thing to another. It makes them feel comfortable. It makes them feel familiar with that person or that that whatever they're comparing it to. So when people say, you know, I compare this to this, they make it makes them feel good because it's familiar to them. You can't compare anything to Lamar Jackson. And because of that, people like to, oh, Lamar Jackson's terrible. Lamar Jackson's this. Lamar Jackson's that. Lamar Jackson can't do this. Lamar Jackson can't do that. Yet and still, if you look at the evidence, Lamar Jackson, like I said before, continues to improve year after year after year. No, he's not. He's not. Uh, he's not going to come in and, and win immediately like uh, Patrick Mahomes, or he's not. I, I, he's not going to be have long. He's not going to have a long 
prosperous career like like Tom Brady. Winning, what, seven championships? Maybe eight this year? But does that mean that Lamar Jackson, in his own right, can't be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever? Of course he can. When it's all said and done. Not right now. When it's all said and done. You know what's funny? And you know what I was just thinking of? You know what I was thinking about? Lamar Jackson is... I'm starting to think that, at least this year, the Ravens are way too reliant on Lamar. But they have to be. Because I'm like, damn, like Lamar Jane, Lamar Jackson. I think last last year he or last week he threw for over 300. This year he threw for over 400. Yo, and they're they're like just squeaking about squeaking by these games. Yo, they're way too reliant on Lamar. And then I remembered Lamar Jan, Lamar Jackson is covering up the fact that yo i totally forgot this team is decimated with injury from the offensive line which another offensive uh lineman got hurt on monday but the offensive line is just in shambles the the, the running back core is in shambles they had to bring in Devonte adams uh murray and ty tayshawn williams i think who by the way has not been good i know he's been injured like the last game or two but nah and don't get me started with the defense. Their defense on Monday has been horrible. However, their best, def- their second best defender, I guess, or one of the best defenders, definitely their second best cornerback, in in Marcus Peters is out. In fact, there's multiple bodies on their defense that's out, and I completely forgot about that. Look, man, it <laughs> Lamar Jackson is is. He's different. And you know what's even crazier? Carson Wentz didn't play bad either. Carson Wentz threw threw for over 400 yards as well. He was shredding the Ravens defense. It's just Lamar Jackson came bigger. That was that that game was was the 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 Ravens could very well be 5 and 0. If it wasn't for the the stumble against the Raiders, they could be five and zero. And I think the narrative, I think the narrative, not only for the Ravens but for Lamar Jackson, would change. Again, people say it's so hard to to win two MVPs because people get familiar of greatness. Which is why when it happens, you have to, it's, it's, it's incredible. Like Steph Curry winning too. Steph Curry could win, could be a four-time MVP. Uh, he could have won that. Like, but people get familiar with greatness. Giannis. I don't think Giannis is going to win another champ, uh, not championship. I don't think he's going to win another MVP because people are familiar. Hell, you think LeBron James, I think he has four. You think LeBron James is, is only good enough for four championships? I mean, four uh, MVPs? LeBron James? People just get familiar with it. I don't, people are, people, again, people don't like to discuss, you know, people don't like to, to give credit which credit is due with something that they're not used to. They're not used to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is not not Cheerios, you know what I mean? Like you, I'm not used to this. 
He has an unorthodox throw. Like, a little side jump. He, his running ability is second to none. He's a better runner than Michael Vick, better runner than Cam Newton. He's, he's probably the, be- the most elusive quarterback we've ever seen. And what's scary is his 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 arm talent is starting to catch starting to catch up with his with his uh, his elusiveness. And once that happens, boy oh boy! And 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 again, you know, shouts out to Carson Wentz. Shouts out to Carson Wentz. Shouts out to the Colts. They played really well. I I used to come here and bag Carson Wentz. This defense was incredible. DeForest Buckner was incredible. Uh. Uh, Darius Leonard was incredible. This defense was good. I mean, look, don't, let's not get and, and another reason. And I, I keep jumping back and forth. But another reason why I was so in awe with what Lamar Jackson did uh, on Monday night was because of how bad he played in the first half, bro. Oh, he, bro, he fumbled at the one yard line, and they damn near. If it wasn't called back, they would have took it to the house. Or at least taking it, or at least taking it to the other one yard line, like he played horrible, bro. They were down, I think, like 20, 22 to like three. That's how bad they were. It was bad. It was looking bleak. And any other quarterback was like, "Hey, this just ain't our night." And this was this, this just ain't our night. They get they get down to the I think three yard line. And have to settle for a field goal. It, it just ain't our night. That's any other quarterback gonna just uh, is what it is. But the second half, Lamar shredded them, dude, bro. And again, Carson Wentz played well. Frank Reich had their defense played incredible. Jonathan Taylor played great. Hines played great. Everyone played great on the Colts. It's just, and it's not like, oh, their defense folded. No, Lamar Jackson was just that good. There was nothing you can do. He was killing them with Mark Andrews. He was killing them with Hollywood Brown. He was he was running in the pot. Like, it was, he was, I think he only had one bad throw the whole night. And, and that throw would have been another touchdown to Hollywood Brown. I just think he threw it too short. Shouts out to the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Uh, for beating the Colts thirty-one to twenty-five, I think the second and no thing the the second biggest game, and to me going into it was the biggest game of the week. Again, was the Bills against the Chiefs. Now, the Bills beat the the Bills destroyed the Chiefs thirty-eight to twenty, and a lot of people will will look to that rain delay. It was like an hour plus long rain delay at halftime as to how the Chiefs won or why the Chiefs won. And while I do think that the rain delay was a factor, I mean, anybody, it's kind of hard sitting down in the middle of a battle, pretty much, sitting down for an hour plus just to come back and try to go full full blaze. That's hard for anybody. Uh, but this is who the bill. this is who I thought the Bills were. This is who... We expected, or a lot of people expected the Bills to be this year. Outside of that first game against the Steelers, the Bills have been dogging every single body. And and the thing that is happening 
is that the defense is that's what I saw that's and we'll talk about it with the Cardinals in a second. That's what I talked about with the Cardinals. The defense is catching up with the offense. One year the defense was incredible, the offense wasn't that good. Last year, the offense was incredible. The defense wasn't that good. Now, they're like the number one ranked defense with, I think, a top two or top three ranked offense. It's it's hard, bro. Josh Allen is playing at an MVP level. The defense is playing great. And it's not, and the thing is, it's not just, it's not just, it's they're they're killing you on all so many they're killing you they're killing you with special teams they're killing you offense defense great you know Sean McDermott is a great coach bro they're they're they are the best team right now in my opinion in the NFL I, you can kind of go back and forth between the Cardinals and and the Bills even but they right now are playing the best football in the league in my opinion they're they're beating you. It's they there's not a right now there's not a the only weak unit probably is the running back position but when you have Josh Allen running like he's running like and 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 the Bills offense being as creative as it is and 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 doing what they're doing you can I mean Devin Singletary he'll do and but and and let's go over to the Chiefs side right quick um you know a lot of people are sounding alarm about the Chiefs and I think that an alarm does need to be sounded. The Chiefs right now have the worst ranked defense in NFL history. I don't care if you have a thousand. I don't care if you have 11 Patrick Mahomes is on the offense. It's hard. It's hard to play against. I mean, it's hard when you're when your defense is the worst ranked defense in league history at this point. It's not like. Again, the, the 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 one thing that's been clear and one thing that we've seen is that and I talked about this last episode, Patrick Mahomes is the great equalizer. Patrick Mahomes can take nothing and still win. Well, let me not say that. Patrick Mahomes can mask a bad defense. Because he's Patrick Mahomes, because he's that great. The problem is Patrick when Patrick Mahomes come like I'm not saying that he's just horrible, but when Patrick Mahomes starts playing like, you know, starts not as high as Patrick Mahomes has played, the defense can't pick that up. Now, yes, Chris Jones was not playing, but Chris Jones ain't about to change the just the, the complete trajectory of this defense. The Chiefs still have Patrick Mahomes. You still have Travis Kelsey. You still have... Tyreek Hill, you still have McCole Harmon. Josh Gordon's on the team now, and he he made a catch. Good for him, even though I think it was a – I know he had a bad offensive pass interference penalty, but um, with all that, you're still in the mix. I'm not, I'm not trashing, and I'm not saying that the Chiefs are just garbage now. But – this th- that thirty eight to twenty score represents just exactly exactly where the Bills are and exactly where the Chiefs are. That yes, the rain delay probably affected a little bit, but not that much. Right now, the Chiefs is an eighteen point te- is eighteen point uh is eighteen points better than the Chiefs right now. 
The Chiefs' offensive line ain't playing that well. The Chiefs' defense is is god-awful. And Patrick Mahomes is not playing like the godly level that we're used to him playing. And because of that, he can't mask all these problems that the defense has now. He's, he's not able to do that right now. Now, can that change? Of course it can change. I mean, we've seen the greatness out of Patrick Mahomes. But that's just not what we're seeing right now. And what we're seeing from the Bills, this is a championship team. And I would not be surprised if they're hosting hosting the trophy, uh, hosting the Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl trophy. I'm not. I would not be surprised. That's how good this team is. And I wouldn't be surprised. Now, do I think? I think because the division that the Chiefs are in is going to be tough. But do I think the Chiefs are are going to miss the playoffs? No. And do I think the Chiefs are going to have something to say about the champion? Of course. I mean, you still have them, and I think that they can at least. I mean, right now you're ranked the worst defense in NFL history. So I don't – you can't really go worse than that. So there's nothing but up. <laughs> so uh, but let's, 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 let's talk about some of these other games, man. Um, the, the London game, the Falcons beat the Jets 27-20. to 20. Uh, I don't really have a – I mean, this game, it is what it is. Uh, shouts out to freaking the Atlanta Falcons for finally using Kyle Pitts how he's supposed to be used. I think he had like uh, 10 or 11 targets. Uh, he had his first touchdown. Shouts out to them. I, I'm, I'm saying like you have one of the, you know, one of the more athletic catching tight ends in the league. Why not use him? Especially when, you know, Calvin Ridley wasn't there, especially when uh, you let Julio Jones walk. Why not use, uh, you know, why not use Kyle Pitts? So, shouts out to that. But, you know, that game didn't tell me much. I felt bad for London because London always gets bad. London always gets bad teams, man. It's, it's, it's horrible. But, uh, but yeah, shouts out to the Falcons for being the Jets. Uh, the Vikings beat the Lions 19-17. to Um. Both two teams really aren't that good, even though, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot is talked about by Dan Campbell. You know, he with the whole knee biting thing, he was crying uh, for his players um, on Sunday because they lost and they lost in a heartbreaker. But what I will say about Dan Campbell is his team, I mean, his team looks like that they're motivated. His team looks like they're trying to play for him. They just might not be a good unit, but they don't look like they're, they look like they're listening and they look like they're playing for that coach. It's just, they're not that good. Uh, and I think that's, you know, you can tell the difference between the Lions and the Jaguars. As far as the Jaguars don't look like they're playing for Urban Myers. They just look like they're playing. They don't look like the, like they respect Urban Myers. They don't look like they're, you know, quote unquote, putting their life on the line for Urban Myers. It looks like they're just playing, and he's just the coach. You can tell the Lions are playing for Dan Campbell, like they like playing under his tutelage. And even though they are zero and five, that's not because of effort. It's just because they're not that good of a team. So, but yeah, uh, the Vikings beat them. the The, <laughs> the Washington football team uh, loses to the Saints. 33 to 22. Uh, you know, it gets to a point where you just you just got to laugh at it. You know what I mean? Like, you give up a Hail Mary before halftime. Okay. 
you you make you make Jameis Winston look like look like Joe Montana. Okay. Alvin Kamara has his best game of the season against your defense. Okay. Alvin Kamara has I think scores has two touchdowns. Okay. Taysom Hill goes out the game. He's injured. Not playing anymore. And they still torch you. Okay. Washington's defense is still arguably one of the worst defenses in the league. Okay. Tyler Heineke, even though the fan base loves him, he's still a backup quarterback that's only played four games or only started in four games. In every game, he has a a, a play that either could go it's kind of like what we talk about with Jimmy G as he's going to give you one. Tyler Heine is going to give you one and two. He just throw it up there and well, somebody going to come down with it. It's happened twice in the game and both times. You know, I think I'm more mad at myself at the fact that I predicted that the 40 or the Washington football team not only was going to win the division, actually, I don't know if I said win the division, but I did think they were going to be good enough to be a wild card team. I may be wrong. <laughs> but the Saints, shout out to the Saints for being Washington 33 to 22. Uh, the Patriots beat the Texans 25 to 22. That game was a lot closer than it should be. Um, but the running game, Mac Jones played a good game as far as he didn't lose in the game. He played a really, you know, serviceable game. It was the defense and the the running game, and the fact that you're playing with the playing with the Texans. Even though the Texans were playing really well, uh, you know you got the win, and you're you know you're two and three at this point. And shout uh, out to the Patriots. The 49ers beat the dog ish out of the Dolphins, forty five to seventeen. Another, I think this is the first game in in Tom Brady's career we had over four hundred yards and like over four or five touchdowns uh they they're firing on all cylinders now i will say that don't let it confuse you the dolphins didn't have Tua, and i'm not saying that they would have won if they did and they their two best defenders the dolphins it looked like they just gave up i don't know what the hell xavier howard and and homie i forgot his name it's like they just gave up i'm like jesus look like they were just letting people go left and right but i will say that again it's kind of it's kind of hard to critique after you beat someone almost by 30 points but their defense especially the cornerback position is still not that good like they're still struggling and yeah you know you you dogging people on the offense Tom Brady's a, 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 Antonio Brown's having the game of his life it it's you know it's looking good <laughs> It's looking good, but winning can mask a lot of things. And right now, the Bucks defense, especially their or in particular their cornerback position, because their front line is good, but their cornerback position can cost them games. And of course, they're not going to do it with Jacoby Brissett and the Dolphins. But you know, they're going to need to get that rectified, or you're going to run into an, another Ram situation. So. Um, but shout out to the Bucks for beating the Dolphins. Oh, we talked about kickers. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers beat the 
Bengals 25 to 22, man. And this was a, an emotional game, like just an emotional roller coaster. I think that there was a point where there was five straight or five consecutive uh missed kicks from either Mason Crosby or the home or the dude from the Bengals, man. And and but it was a good game, man. Jamar Chase caught a big touchdown. Uh I know De- De- Devontae Adams caught one. AJ Dillon caught one. Like it it was a good game, but I'm starting to see things that I'm not liking with the with the Packers. Now I understand, I mean they're four and one, so it was kind of hard to critique, but bro, there should be no reason why you almost lose to the Bengals and you almost lose to the Lions. We just talked about yes, the Lions play hard, but they're not that good of a team. And the Bengals are a lot better than I thought. Don't get me wrong. The Bengals are a lot better than I thought. Joe Burrow has played incredible. Jamar Chase has played incredible. T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, they played great. But that defense still sorry. And it's like, I just, I, the Packers are, the Packers just don't seem like they're playing motivated. They just don't seem like they're playing motivated football. They seem like they're going out there and they're winning because they're just the better team and they have the better quarterback. Like, they should have lost against the Lions. They should have lost against the Bengals. If it wasn't for horrible, now, you couldn't, you can't look at this, you know, you can't look at it both ways. If it wasn't for bad court, uh kicking they would have they 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 would have won i mean if if mason crosby didn't miss what four or five kicks probably would have won but they went into overtime it wasn't for the Bengals kicker missing like they would have lost and it's they just don't feel like they're playing motivated i don't know what it is it just it just doesn't seem good man now the packers again they're i think they're winning on talent alone at this point because and 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 they're they're highly dependent on Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Rodgers connection. Aaron Jones has played well, but he hasn't played, you know, maybe one or two games he's played up to the level that we know Aaron Jones can play. Matt some of the play calling is like, what the hell? Like I just don't know what it is. It's just the Packers are not looking like the Packers that just made it to two straight NFC championships. So I don't know. But they did win. So <laughs> so shout out to the Packers for beating the Bengals. Uh, the Steelers beat the Broncos twenty-seven to nineteen. I predicted this. I predicted that the Steelers were going to win this game. Does that mean that all the problems that the Steelers have are rectified? No. Big Ben did look good. Big Ben did have a deep pass to Johnson. He looked good. He did have a pass to uh, Claypool. He looked good. I hope. I I know Juju Smith. He hurt his arm. He's out for the season. Uh, I hope for a speedy recovery, uh, and that's going to be a big blow. Even though they do have a good wide receiver core, and, and Najee Harris has played really well, but the, you know Juju Smith is pretty much the quote unquote leader of the of that wide receiver core, so that's going to be big. Um, but <laughs> you're starting to see you're starting to see what the problem is with Teddy Bridgewater. And it's 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 a weird problem. It's a weird problem because any there's a lot of teams that would have that would love this problem, and that is Teddy Bridgewater is is he's a very how do I Teddy Bridgewater is not uh, how do I say it, man? How do I how do I put this into context? Pretty Teddy Bridgewater is ah for lack of a better term, Pretty Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is a vanilla quarterback. 
And what I mean by that is he's going to do everything right. He's not going to have a lot of high turnovers. He's not going to have a lot of plays where it puts you in harm's way. He could have a turnover from time to time. But at the end of the year, he's not going to have a high turnover percentage. But the problem with Teddy Bridgewater is he doesn't he doesn't take risks that much. He's not gonna throw he's not gonna throw that deep ball that could have got intercepted, but it was an incredible catch. He's not gonna do that that much. He's not gonna, you know, fight for that extra yard and and possibly get it knocked out or something. Like he's not gonna do that. Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback. He's not, but he's not a risk risk taker. And yes, the Broncos defense is great. Patrick Sertan is really good. Von Miller is really good. But when you have someone like Corden uh, Sutton, when you have Melvin Gordon, when you have some of the players that you have, you you need a quarterback that's going to take risks. Now, they, it's crazy. <laughs> Their quarterbacks are are just two complete different ends of the pendulum as far as you have Teddy Bridgewater who's not going to he's going to get it done he's not going to take a lot of risk he's not going to throw the ball downfield that much he's not going to throw in tight tight windows because it could get picked he's not going to do that he he can get you a win but he's going to do it very serviceable I mean serviceable he's going to he's he's going to do ex- just enough not saying like he's underachieving but Teddy Bridgewater is is he's a good quarterback that's not going to put you in a lot of tough situations. Drew Locke, all he does is put you in tough situations. Drew Locke, all he does is 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 risky throws. Drew Locke does not have an ounce of uh let me be conservative in him. Maybe that's the word. Teddy Bridgewater is very conservative as far as his play on the football field. Drew Locke does not have an ounce of conservative in him. He's like, yo, we 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 throwing this jump, like, and that that is crazy to me. But hey, the 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 Steelers for this is probably the second game because I think probably the first game it was like this. But this is probably the second game of this of the season where the the offense looked as good as the defense. Najee Harris looked great. Like I said, Claypool had a touchdown. Um, Johnson had a touchdown. Like they looked really good. So. Again, that shouts out to the Steelers for beating the Broncos. The Eagles beat the Panthers twenty-one to eighteen. Uh, I think this was probably the first game of the year where Sam Darnold looked like the old Sam Darnold, like it with the with the bad turnovers, and he looked like the Sam Darnold from the Giants. I mean, from the from the Jets. Now, am I saying that he's you know? He's garbage? No. It was a bad game. Now, if we continue to see this, then, of course, my perception will change. But the the Eagles played an exceptional game. They played an exceptionally defensive game. Uh, Jalen Hurts did just enough to win the game. Uh, and, again, those two turnovers were huge for Sam Darnold. So, but, hey, shouts out to the Eagles for being the Panthers. Um, the Titans beat the, the not the Panthers, shouts out to, the, yeah, it's, the Titans beat the, the the hell out of the Jaguars, 37-19. to 19. Again, Jaguars, horrible. Uh, Titans looked really good. Derrick Henry had three touchdowns, I believe. <laughs> like, it's the Jaguars. What, what can you really say? Uh, what can you really say? 
Shouts out to uh, Zach Schlumer. If if I butchered your name, I apologize. He has this segment on it's the uh, Strong Opinion Sports. He it's his podcast. He does really well. He has this thing called Noteworthy, like a segment where he talks about each game and something that's noteworthy. Here's what's noteworthy about the Jaguars: they suck. The Jaguars are horrible. They only have one, and I mean one, like player that is worth talking about, and that is, well, Robinson. Their 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 running back is decent, but if it's not Robinson or uh, Trevor Lawrence, then they're not they're not even worth speaking about. Shout out to the Titans. A really a really good game, man. Was the Chargers and the Browns? The Chargers beat the Browns forty-seven to forty-two. Those are one of those games where you can just throw out defense. Like defense didn't matter. It didn't care. Even though the the Browns have really good defender, it doesn't care. This was just an offensive uh, slugfest back and forth. Baker Mayfield was was playing well. Uh, Nick Chubb was playing well. Kareem Hunt was playing well. On the other side. Justin Herbert just continues to shine. Mike Williams, bro. I was playing him in fantasy. Oh, <laughs> Mike Williams gave homie, what, 43 points? Like, damn. But Mike Williams played great. Eckler, he was not trying to score at the end, like, but like they were so good situationally as far as the clock and everything that the Browns literally dragged Eckler into the, into the, the end zone. Like, that's... But one play or one drive that uh, really said a lot to me was the end. And that is, you can tell a team, you can tell how a team feels about you or their trust factor or their, their level of trust in you by the, the, the decisions that the coaches make. At the end of the game, the Browns had a chance to win it. Two-minute warning or two-minute drill. They had a chance to win it. And you run the... Now, I understand that Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb is having a game, the game of their lives. Like, they're going crazy. But instead of trusting Baker Mayfield, you trust the running game in a two-minute drill. Now, I don't know if you know much about two-minute drill, but two-minute drill, you have two minutes to score pretty much. And... You don't really see a lot of running in the two-minute drill unless you're like the Ravens. But even even the Ravens be throwing the hell out the ball in a two-minute drill. You don't really do a lot of running. And they took the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hands and put it in Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt's hands. It just didn't make that much sense to me, especially when you needed five points. Like, what are they? Now, again, I understand you can throw the defense out because both defenses were just bad. They were just It was just a score fest, but... Baker Mayfield was playing well. I don't understand why he took the ball out of his hand, man. I guess I kind of do because you don't really trust him in that. So, But, hey, man, shouts out to the Chargers for beating the Browns. Uh, I think it was it was good. And, and, and on the Chargers side, man, Justin Herbert just continues to just continues to grow, continues to shine day after day after day, man, it, or week after week. Like, he just, he continues to have, Justin Herbert is becoming one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Like, if somebody said that he was a top 10 quarterback, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't look at them crazy like what top ten Justin Herbert is playing that well, and shouts out to Rashawn Slater, the rookie left tackle, bro. He he may be the best left tackle in football, and he's a and you know who could have had him. You know who could have had him. I'm not saying any names. Bengals. <clears throat> Shouts out to the uh, Chargers for beating uh, the Browns. The Bears beat the Raiders 20 to nine. Shouts out to Justin Justin Fields for getting his first win as a starting quarterback. Uh, I just I, there was a lot of distractions with the Raiders with the whole John Gruden thing, and Derek Carr did not look good good at all uh it it just it was just a bad overall game for the Raiders and it was a good overall game for the Browns even though there was a lot of instances where the Raiders could have not only come back but win the game it was just I guess it just it just felt like I don't know they just didn't really play too well like I'm just be real with you the Raiders didn't and Justin Fields did just enough to win and the defense played really well uh especially at the end so shouts out to the Bears for being the Raiders um, the Cardinals beat the 49ers 17 to 10. And this is why I think that this was a very important win for the Cardinals, not just because it's a divisional game, but this was the first game where the Cardinals didn't play well. Like, yeah, they won, but the Cardinals did not play well. The Cardinals have been, have been destroying damn near everyone they play. And Kyler didn't have the best game. The running game didn't have, you know, James Condon had the best game. Even though, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is always dependable, probably the best uh, receiver in the league, and he had a touchdown. But this team did not play the best. The defense didn't play the best. Now, that could be because you're playing against a good team that is the 49ers, um, and Trey Lance was starting for the first time. So that's a different cog and a different look than, of course, Jimmy G. But they the Cardinals did not play well at all, and – they still won, which shows that they can play. They can win multiple different ways, multiple different times. Like it's that's that's what that shows me. You know what I'm saying? Like they can destroy people and then they can win in close games. And I think that is the makeup of a champion. Uh, not saying that they're going to win a championship. They could. I think that they they definitely will have something to say towards the end of the season. And they are one of what I think they're the only team that is undefeated right now. So shouts out to them. But. Uh, I just, I did it, it. It that that loss. I mean, that win showed me a lot from the charge. I mean, from the Cardinals, and that is they can win ugly. That's one thing that you're not used to hearing or saying about the Cardinals, especially with Kyler Murray in this defense. Is they can win ugly, and they win. Uh, they won ugly against the 49ers, and on the 49ers side, they're dealing with some injuries. But, you know, Trey Lance, who got injured, so I don't know what's going to happen next week, but Trey Lance looked good. He just, he just, you know, it, it, I don't think he's ready to play as far. He's not really ready to start. And he had to, of course, because Jimmy G was hurt, but he's not ready to start. And you can see it's apparent. So, uh, but shouts out, he he looked okay. He did, he did have a touchdown, so to Debo Samuels. Who Debo, Debo Samuels? Debo Samuels has been just dogging, like he's been he's been eating all year. So, but shout out to the Cardinals. And the last game was the Cowboys. 
beat the Giants 44-20. to And, I, you know, people would make this a bigger deal because, of course, it's the Cowboys. It's an NFC showdown. Um, but I'm not making a big deal of this. The Cowboys were supposed – and I said this uh, in my predictions. I said the Cowboys were going to destroy the Giants, and that's exactly what happened. And it, it don't make it no easier or better that every single Giant from Daniel Jones and the concussion – from Saquon Barkley, who cannot catch a break since 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 his injury, but Saquon Barkley uh, uh, twisting his ankle and that joint blowing up like a balloon to every single wide receiver on their team of note. And Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, uh, Sterling Shepard, all of them are hurt, and they're they're <laughs> they're a rookie with Tory who's going crazy over here. Thinking he's he's about to roll up on somebody and stealing off on somebody with a helmet on, by the way, so he got ejected. So I don't, it everything that was supposed to happen happened. The, the 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 Cowboys are playing better. The Cowboys are playing great. The Cowboys to me seem like a Super Bowl contending team. Uh, but Dak Prescott looked good. Ezekiel Elliott ran all up and down this team. Amari Cooper looked good. Everyone looked good for the Cowboys. Everything that was supposed to happen with the Cowboys has happened with the Cowboys, and I'm not, I'm not surprised about it. You know, it, it it's not, it doesn't shock me. That's what I, I said. They were going to destroy the Giants, especially the Giants that everybody's out, everyone's hurt, or everyone of note is hurt. Is you know, it's, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> but hey, that's 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 the Week Five breakdown. That's that's what I got out of Week Five. Um, let's move forward. This is also a crazy, a crazy weekend, or it was also a crazy weekend for college football, man. You know, I'm starting to see that this, this, at least there's a lot of good teams in college college football, man. And this weekend showed me that anybody can lose. Now, again, that's easier said than, I mean, of course, anyone can lose any given Sunday, any given Saturday. But you're not used to, we're not used to seeing this many teams, I mean, one, we're not used to seeing Alabama lose to an unranked team. And Alabama lost to Texas A&M. We know about the, the, the last second field goal. But Alabama loses to to Texas A&M. Penn State loses to Iowa. Now, I know that was the three and four matchup, but that was a great game. Oklahoma and Texas, the, the Cotton Bowl or the, the River Road rivalry was that game. Texas gotta be oh, Texas gotta be gotta be sick. I think they were up like twenty points and lost. Like they were man to a to a rookie. Like they not rookie a freshman. They took Spencer Radler, who was supposed to be the number one overall pick next year. They took him out and put in a freshman, and he lit them up, bro. And LSU, you know. I, I've, I started hearing people calling for Ed Orgeron's job, and I'm like, yo, you guys are over, over, you know, you're overdoing it. Like, chill out. Ed Orgeron just won a championship with LSU probably two years ago. Just just chill out, all right? But then uh, I started to look a little deeper. You had an incredible coaching staff. In fact, I think two or three of his coaching staff are now coaches other places. You you inherited 
one of the greatest quarterbacks, at least for a season, one of the greatest quarterbacks in college football history in Joe Burrow. You inherited one of the greatest offenses for at least for a season. And Ellis, you had Jamar Chase. You had, uh, was it Clyde Edwards? You had some people. It... Mm. You take that season out, and he looks like a very average coach. And average doesn't really cut it for LSU. So, um, especially with the history that they have and the expectations that they have. I don't know, bro. But, you know, again, seeing Alabama lose and and seeing a lot of these close games and and seeing the week before a lot of ranked teams lose, Oregon lost to Stanford. Like, you're really starting to see, like, Anybody could win. Now, I said this on Twitter, but right now Georgia looks like the best team hands down. Like they looks like they looks they look like they are head and shoulders above the rest. That's how good they look. And I'm just excited to see what happens come the playoff time. We know I'm sure Alabama's not going to lose another game uh, maybe until they play Georgia or or something like that. They're probably not going to lose another game until maybe the college playoffs, so of course, they'll be in the mix. Iowa looks incredible, man. I want to see what they – in fact, I can't say that because they, just, just, they did just play a top-ranked team in Penn State and beat them. The, uh, the Ohio State beat the doll, like beat the hell out of Maryland. <laughs> but I'm just excited. I, I, it's, I'm interested to see what the college football playoffs are going to look like. You know, again, there's teams what, – what, what, what do they do with Oklahoma? What do they do with uh, – Iowa, well, Iowa lose. Um, what do they do with 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 Georgia if if they lose to Alabama in the in the SEC championship or something, uh, or if they lose to Alabama in the regular season, then win beat Alabama in the SEC championship? Like, what do they? I, it's 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 something that I'm definitely interested in seeing and interested to see how this goes. You know what happens with Oregon? I mean. Yeah, you lose to Stanford, but your defensive coordinator, I think, was out, and they were down like so many starters. Like, what, what do you do with that? So, I'm excited to see what happens with college college basketball, man. It's 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 exciting. It's exciting. So, let's move. Let's move forward. Mm, mm, mm. So, so on Saturday, Tyson Fury. Uh, and Wilder, Deontay Wilder, fought for the third time. And uh, I'll say this. <sighs> mm. Well, Tyson Fury, Fury, Tyson Fury TKO'd uh, Wilder in the 11th round. And this this fight was only good. Inst- there was a point in this fight where me, uh, Twitter, a lot of the social media sites were, we were questioning, I think it was only getting good, or it was only good because we were like, yo, how much punishment can this man, uh, Deontay Wilder take? Deontay Wilder was getting destroyed. Now, he was good the first maybe four, five rounds. Definitely the first three. First three, he was great. First three, he was winning the fight. 
in my opinion. Deontay Wilder was winning the fight. I know he had a knockdown, but he knocked uh he knocked down Tyson Fury twice. I think he was he was winning the fight. Then from round four on, he was getting destroyed. You know, the thing about Deontay Wilder is crazy to me. And people were people he's not a let me say this. He's not a technically sound boxer. Now, I'm not here to say that I know much about boxing, because I do not. But I do know, watching Deontay, Deontay Wilder, he's not, the, he's not a technical boxer. He is a power boxer, but he's not a technical boxer. Meaning, he can, he can land one, one of them hits. Can, 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 it'll be a short day for you if one of them hits land. But if you need technique, if you need him to kick, like, he's not that. That's not Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder is not a technical fighter at all. And you're going against somebody, Tyson Fury, who even though he doesn't look the part, he is one of the better, if not the best, heavyweight fighters. In fact, he is the best heavyweight boxer in the world. He's technically sound, and he has power to his punches. So you're going fighting somebody in Deontay Wilder who has power punches but no technique going against Tyson Fury who has all the technique and the power. Long day. <laughs> but again, I was looking at that fight like, bro, he, bro, Deontay, the, and, and back to the point, the thing that was surprising to me, every single time I look at Deontay Wilder, Deontay Wilder has the most chiseled body in the, like, he is tall, he is, he has the most, he has a chiseled body, Deontay Wilder looks like he's playing no games with nobody, he intimidates every. he, he is, he looks like the prototypical, uh, Dude, like he looks like the prototypical boxer. If he, as far as like, no, he doesn't. Let me not say that. He he looks like he is a monster. And he, but in the same time, almost every fight, he looks gassed. He looks gassed after like round three, and I'm like, bro, you you told us that you change your trainer, so you change your conditioning and everything. What are they doing? Bro, you look like you were out of it. Bro, Deontay Wilder looked like he was out of it after round three. And he won. He was winning the fight. He looked like he had no more energy. None. Now, you can't you can't say like, like the second fight. You can't say it was because of the outfit. I think he's saying his outfit was like 45 pounds. It was a long-ass walk. This time, he had like a, a, a samurai, ma- or samurai mask uh, with... With like a cape, so you can't say it was the. You cannot say this time that it was it was the outfit because that's not the case. Tyson Fury just beat the absolute mess out of you, and the problem and the thing is, again, at this there was a point in the fight, probably around right around six or seven, we we're like, "Yo, this fight is great. This is a classic." Only because we were asking as fans, how much more pan- punishment? Can De- why? How is it that Deont? I don't know how many people said this. How is it that Deontay Wilder is still standing, bro? He kept getting knocked down. He kept getting stole off on. He kept getting hit. Like it was bad for that man. I do not want to see this. 
This was like one of them Ronda Rousey fights, bro. Like towards the end when she was fighting like Amanda Nunes. Was it Amanda Nunes? I think it was Amanda Nunes. And she just got destroyed. Like this ain't, that, that's not something I'm trying to see again, bro. Please no. Tyson Fury is a better fighter than Deontay Wilder. He may not be the best, the better power puncher than than uh, Wilder, but when you're fighting someone that's only power, and you have technique to it, it doesn't matter how much power you got. Like, yeah, you can catch me one, but I'm not gonna let you catch me with one. Yeah, he knocked down Tyson Fury twice, but he got right back up and beat the ever living dog ish out of Deontay Wilder. From from rounds five to round eleven. So, shouts out to Fury for winning that one. So, let's move on. So the the, the NFL, NBA season is is fastly approaching, and I'm gonna con- I'm continuing my uh, divisional breakdown, and we're gonna talk about the Southwest division. The Southwest division is. The Dallas Mavericks, the Memphis Grizzlies, the San Antonio Spurs, the New Orleans Pelicans, and the Houston Rockets. Let's first go with the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets will probably be one of the more exciting teams to watch. I put them in the same category as excitement, not not talent, but as excitement as the the, the Charlotte Hornets as far as a team that you would love to see. Jalen Green looks really good. I do want to see what they do with, with John Wall. Of course, John Wall's not there. They're agreeing to try to trade him, but to me is hard to trade that contract bro john wall probably has the worst contract in the league as far as his you know the decline as far as his 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 phys, you know his, his he's been hurt a lot and his his athleticism has kind of diminished due to the due to the 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 injuries and he's never really been a great shooter so i, I do want to see what happens with that contract but the the Houston Rockets are exciting to watch with Jalen Green, with uh Josh Christopher, with Christian Wood. Like they have a really exciting team. I don't think they'll be good though. Don't get me wrong. This team is not going to be good. Do not no. This team is going to be very bad. Uh, this no def, no defense. Um, I don't, I see what they do with Eric Gordon. I don't know, but this this team is not going to be good. It's just, it's just going to be exciting to watch. There's going to be a lot of high scoring games, uh, a lot of a lot of highlight plays from Jalen Green and Josh Christopher, but this team is not going to be. Houston's not going to be good, and mm, I don't know. Yeah, Houston's not going to be good, but they'll be fun to watch. They'll be fun to watch. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans, bro. I don't. This team doesn't make much sense, man. It's like you have Zion. It's like this. They don't know how to build around Zion. They do not know how to build around. They thought they had. Uh, they thought they had 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 pieces to build around Zion. When you get Eric Bledsoe and and, and Lonzo Ball, but they don't know how to build around Zion. I mean, yeah, Josh. What's his name? Josh. Uh, Josh Hart's cool. They don't really have much of anything, man. The and 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 it's it's I know it's got to hurt when the, when the Pelicans see the success from. I mean, you got Devontae Graham, uh, that's cool. Uh, Jackson Hayes, Brandon Ingram. I mean, Brandon Ingram is gonna get his points. We know that. 
uh, Garrett Temple, Jonas Valanciunas. But you don't you still have Steven? Like it it they don't know they now they did get Trey Murphy, uh, who is a rookie from from Virginia. So I think he'd be all right. But this team is just is it's just gonna it's gonna be bad. Yeah, Devont Devontae Graham is gonna put up a lot of shots like he did in Charlotte. Uh and Zion's gonna be one of the better dunkers in the league like he usually is, but that ain't gonna equate to wins. So it's just gonna be that's why you heard a lot of rumblings, especially last year, about Zion may demand a trade out. Because it's just like, what is this organization doing? This organization really ain't been good for a while. And that's even with Drew Holiday and with Anthony Davis. Yeah, they may have made it to the playoffs uh, a couple of them years, but no. So, it is what it is. The San Antonio Spurs, I don't really see much in in, in them either. Uh I think the 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 question is, what's good, is is this Pat Greg Pavlovich last year? I know a lot of rumblings in the league saying that this could be his last year. Uh, I mean, they don't really have much. You did trade away, uh, or you you let um, or I mean, yeah, you let Demar Derozan walk, and right now all you have is uh, mm, who do they have? <laughs> I know they have uh, what's his name? The tall, the uh, damn. What is his name? Uh, DeJounte Murray. They have DeJounte Murray. They have Derek White, uh, Lonnie Walker. Oh, they got Thaddeus Young. Shouts out Thaddeus Young. And Doug McDermott. Oh. Yeah, they ain't really got nobody. <laughs> they Jacob Pertle, uh, Zach Collins. Yeah, they don't. Mm, Trey Jones. Yeah, this team's going to be bad. I don't think this. Because you have Greg Popovich, I don't think this is going to be the worst team in the division. Uh, but if you look at their roster, it will. But I think because you have a good coach in Greg Popovich, he's going to win you some games. Uh, or his coaching is going to win you some games. But I just – I don't like the Spurs. Memphis Grizzlies, they have a they, – they always have a greedy team. Um, you know, when you have Dylan Brooks, you have John Morant, you have uh, Triple J, they have, they have a good team. It's just – they don't play enough defense for me. And I, I do think that, you know, John Moran's getting better and Dylan Brooks is a really good defender, but they just don't they just they don't have the, a good enough defense for me. Uh as far as to make noises. You know, even though you have um that's about I mean, they don't really have the Kyle Anderson, maybe. Steve they do have Steven Adams and they replaced him for uh or they replaced Jonas Valanciunas for him. So that, you know, that that's that's something. And Brandon Brandon Clark is really good, but and De- so was Desmond Payne. Oh, they got Jared Culliver. Shouts out to him. You know, definitely a better better organization than the Timberwolves. But I just don't see. I just don't see. I, I think they'll be good. They're, of course, a team that has uh, a team that has John Morant is going to be exciting to watch. Uh, of course, with the high flying dunks and everything. But I just I just don't. I don't. I don't see. I think that they could, of course, probably make some noise as far as getting to the play-in, but I don't I don't see them really making any noise if they do make it to the playoffs. Kind of like last year, uh, I just I, they didn't make any noise in the first round, and if they do make it to the playoffs, I don't I don't see them doing much. I, again, John Moran is really good, one of the better young players in the league, uh, but I don't, you know. The reason why I started with the Southwest Division as far as I'm going into the West is because this, to me, is a one-team, a one, 
I'm not going to say one team. It's a one-player division, and that is Luka. Luka and the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, yeah, you have KCP. I mean, not KCP. You have Kristoff Porzingis, but Luka is the best player in this division by a long shot. And it's like, it's Luka or bust. I think Dallas Dallas is 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 banking on is Luca or bust. When you didn't really make much moves in the offseason, it's like if this team is going to go as far as Luca takes them now, I do think that you know, they'll make the playoffs and I do think that they 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 definitely will have a good playoff series cuz they always do, but it's really Luca or bust and that's for the whole Southwest Division. Luca is the best player by a country mile. In this division, I mean, what Memphis has Ja, San Antonio has what Dejounte Murray. You have Zion, who's exciting, but he can't. He has injury problems, and what Jalen Green and in, in Houston, who his best play is in, with the Ignite. So, uh, you know, that's that's the Southwest Division. I, I do want to see. I want to see. You know what? With the Southwest Division, I want to see who else emerges because we know. The people that's going to be good. We know Ja. We know Luca. We know Zion's going to be, you know, explosive. But I want to see who else is going to, like, what other player we're going to talk about. Could it be Kristoff uh, Przingis? Could it be Jaron Jackson? I don't know, but I do want to see it. I do want to see it. And uh, another NBA topic that um. <laughs> so reports are coming out saying that Rich Rich Paul who is the uh he clutch sports and is the representative or agent let's say of Ben Simmons. Now he has other clients of course but Ben Simmons is his is one of his clients and they're saying that he's trying to pretty much restructure his deal and trying to uh, get Ben Simmons to come back to or go back to Philly. The question that I have is, can Ben Simmons return to Philly? Not only do we know, of course, what happened at the end with the playoffs, but this offseason, I mean, it's been back and forth. The team tried to get him back. He canceled the meetings. Uh, He hasn't showed up to training camp. Um, there, he, you know, <laughs> there was some pointed comments from Joel Embiid just for Ben Simmons to be like, Hey, I'm not coming back. Like, I, I think we've run our course. It just doesn't, it doesn't really feel like he can come back. I'm, I mean, you can play anywhere. Of course you can forgive anybody. Hell, if LeBron James forgave what a uh, homie, what, what the G, uh, owner said for Cleveland and people burn his jerseys and come back and win a championship for him. Then you know I get that, but I don't see. I just don't. It just feels like this relationship is beyond repair. It don't matter how much. Well, I'm not gonna say it don't matter how much money, but money can change a lot of things. But it just seems like Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia organization, their relationship is kind of over. And I just, I mean, I understand trying to come back and and playing to to try to rise your or raise your trade stock, but. Outside of being, you know, outside of being like a, like a, I want to be a Philly for life type player. I just don't see that happen anymore. So I'm interested to see where this comes up because it it feels like to me, Ben Simmons cannot come back. And a lot of people think that his, his, 
the course has the train is off the tracks as far as Ben Simmons in Philly. So I don't I don't know how this is going to turn out. So but I, I'm interested to see how that goes. So and lastly, man, shouts out to the Chicago Sky. They are the game is tonight. Game two of the NBA Finals is tonight. Uh, they are up one or up one zero in the WNBA Finals against the Phoenix Mercury. They beat the absolute dog ish out of uh, Phoenix the first game, and I'm mean, you know what? I also want to apologize. I've been saying Kayla Cooper for the longest. I've been saying her name Cooper because I can't spell. I've been saying Kayla Cooper for the longest. Her name is Kayla Copper. It's not two O's. It's two. No, it's two O's. It's two O's, not two P's. I apologize. Um, but this, hey man, she's having a breakout, a breakout like playoffs, man. She's she is going crazy, and and you know, <laughs> especially at the right time, man. At the right time, she is. It is two P's. It's not two O's. It's Kayla Copper. Come on, bro. <laughs> but she she had 21 points. Candace Parker had 16. Uh Ale Quayley, uh, she had 12. Vander Courtney Vandersloot, who injured, who got injured in the middle of the game, came back. She had eleven and twelve. It was a great game, man. It was a great game. And and they're on the brink, man. They're they it's just they look like a better team. Now a lot of people are saying that it could be because, you know, Phoenix played what two nights before and they had a long a long bout or long fight with the Aces, but you play you play. And even Dan and Tarashi said he said, No, we're not really tired. We just beat the hell out of us. And that's that's what happened. So shout out to the sky. Another thing, man, uh I think they came out saying that Diana Taurasi, I think the fans voted that Diana Taurasi was the GOAT, greatest women's player ever. Uh, I mean, I okay, I don't agree. I mean, I understand the, the success and the longevity, but what, um, I, there's a lot of players, in my opinion, that you could say or should be on this or should be in consideration. I mean, what have I mean? What 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 happened to Sue Bird? What happened to uh, Cynthia Cooper? That's definitely Cooper. What happened to Cynthia Cooper? What I mean, <laughs> what <laughs> it, it just what happened to Lisa Leslie? I understand Lisa Leslie's career wasn't as long and it wasn't as successful. What about her? What about Maya Moore? I understand that, but you realize Maya Moore quit. Like she didn't. She, she stepped away. Let me not say quit. She stepped away because she wanted to. She ain't feel like because she had like there was something bigger than her, bigger than her that she wanted to attack. What about her? Like, if she, imagine if she would have kept going. She only played from 2011 to 2018, and is and is four time in four time champion and seven time NBA uh, all NBA All Star. Whoa, is seven time All WNBA selection. And she's a rookie of the year and a uh, 2014 MVP. And 2013 Finals MVP. And six-time All-Star and two-time All-Defensive team. Like, imagine if Maya Moore would have kept playing. Imagine if uh, her husband would not have went to jail and she would have kept playing. Think about that. 
So I'm not here to what happened to I'm not here saying what happened to Cheryl Swoops? The only player in WNBA history to be a regular season MVP three times and defensive player of the year three times. Again, I'm not here to 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 kill Diana Taurasi. Shouts out to Diana Taurasi, man. She's 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 a beast, um, and she she de- her name definitely deserves to be up there in conversation as far as greatest of all time. But I just feel like there's 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 players that are a little better, um, you know. I mean, you know, I mean Cynthia Cooper is a four time champion with the comments, which is not a team anymore. Uh. And has four finals MVP. And a two-time regular season MVP. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But there you have it, man. That has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. Uh, if you want an Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, uh, joggers, sweater, long sleeve, the link is in the description below. It's about to start getting cold. So get your hoodies, get your sweaters. Hey, man, go get your Unpopular Podcast merch today. I have multiple different designs, multiple different colors. Get yours today. Also, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a 1,000 subscribers, so anything will help. Again, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And until next time, much love. What are you?